one pound of muscle gain for a man is five pounds of fat loss metabolic exchange. So you lose a pound of muscle. If you don't do anything to, to accrue that muscle from that point on, you're gonna put five pounds on in its place. Wow. Coming from um, a military background, my parents, my dad was military, my brothers were always athletic, and I was a smart kid, and I was in a really bad <laughs> car accident, and supposedly I was going to be paralyzed for the rest of my life. I shouldn't even be here, but um, wow. God gave me a second chance and <laughs> said, Lord, if you ever allow me to go back and do the things that I said I was going to do, I will, and um, I got a second chance, and um, I purposed then that I wasn't getting into fitness just to look good or to perform, but to be able to help others who may have the same challenge I have. So my, my motivation and the reason why I do what I do is to help other people. Because cool. some people just need hope. Yeah. And when I tell them my story, they're like, I, I wouldn't even have thought that. Yeah. Um, but I love helping people, I love educating. My background's in biomechanics, uh, human performance, nutrition, 25 years as a research analyst for supplements. Very and cool. I, just, I love what I do. Very cool. So, what is the what is the number one deal? So you got guys like me, you know, I'm meathead from from old school, right? So I'm a little different. But what is the number one challenge for just average Joe, man? What are they what are they coming to do when they see you and how do you help them, et cetera, et cetera? I think the key word is specificity. Got it. Um, there's so many different programs and so many different perspectives when it comes to fitness, whether it's weight loss, powerlifting, bodybuilding, performance. Uh, I mean, you have CrossFitters. And if the program you're looking for doesn't fit you, you've got to fit the program. And let's be honest, anytime if we have to fit to something that's not conducive to us, we're not going to be successful. Yeah. We're setting ourselves up for failure. So the very first thing is establish some goals, establish where they are, where their set points are, and then what their goals are. And that's progressive timeline, progressive goals, and making sure that the understanding is it's not just physical. There's a mental aspect and emotional aspect they have to embrace. Yeah. And if we can do all those things in the very beginning, of course, not all at one time, but foundational layering them one, one at a time and really pinpointing their strengths and weaknesses and kind of spending a little more time on their weaknesses without letting them know it. Yeah. And it's kind of like rebuilding the house from the inside out. Very good. Yeah. What, what, is the, what have you seen, Mike? I've seen your clients, right? Been a client, seen clients. What is the biggest challenge, right, for an average client? What, what is their biggest deal? What, what have you seen over the years? Like, I know it's hard to do, but what, what is the biggest? Is it nutrition? Is it the, the workout program itself? Is it the consistent? What is the biggest challenge? I think the, the biggest problem is staying consistent to your commitment. And without the foundation of motivation, what's your motivation? It should be based on your goals. Without the proper accountability and without the proper structure, without the knowledge base, they're, they're all over the place. There's, again, too much information that's available that's not necessarily for them, or their goals may change because somebody else may influence them. But if they stick to their commitments from the very beginning, and I'm big on writing them down, making them tangible, yeah. and let's review them as we progress into their program. Um, outside of that, nutrition is probably the next big thing because they think I'm eating healthy or I'm dieting. Dieting doesn't necessarily mean nutrition. Now, nutrition does mean dieting because it's based on specificity. Again, if a person's diabetic, there's certain types of carbohydrates we need. Um, if a person has PCOS, there's certain times we avoid fiber. So nutrition, there's too many caveats with nutrition, too many different perspectives on nutrition when it comes right back to the same word specificity. Yeah. And then outside of that is just getting started, knowing the right steps. Just because I see a video and I've read it, watched it 10 million times, yeah, man. it doesn't make me aware of what the mechanics are for my body type. So being able to educate folks in proper movements, movement patterns will either make you or break you in the gym. Yeah. So yeah. that would probably be the three things. Mostly. 
So the, the big thing for, you know, guys like us, me and John, you know, is the nutrition aspect of it. I don't, I don't really have a problem getting there, working out. Um, is, is your client, is, who, who is your avatar? Who is your average Joe client right now? Um, I'd say my average client's probably between the age of 45 and 60. Wow. And their biggest challenges, again, is eating. They don't know how to prepare their foods or they follow this person with keto, this person who's doing paleo, this person's doing carnivore. And without, and I'm really big on making sure we get blood work done. Blood work kind of tells us every mystery about their body and what foods we should emphasize, other foods we should avoid. And once we get that done, it's then finding something that's going to fit for them. If, if I said, uh, Darren, we're going to do um, beef liver and broccoli for the next 10 months and you're going to be shredded, you're going to be Mr. Olympia. Would that appeal to you? Yeah, to me it would. If you didn't say beef, if you're beef and not beef liver, I'd have said yes, but not the beef liver. But the fact that your your background determines whether right. or not what I said to you means any value. Right, exactly. So I have to really make sure the value of what the person deems for me is important enough for them. Yeah, hundred percent. To be able to find the program that fits. Yeah. So um, that, but that's my that's my avatar is the, between that forty. Yeah, because because a guy like you know, but the difference between me and you tell me, hey D man, we're gonna do this six months, you'll be shredded to the bone like at twenty five. I'm gonna be like. Man, that's appealing to yes, me, yes, but it may not be to John, right, right? right? John might just be like, well, I don't, I don't care about that, right? That doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to me. So it, I agree, man. Nutrition, everything has to be specified, right? Like, and we, were, we just did a, a, a thing earlier about some of this with financial health and wealth and all those things. But the reality is, man, that no one thing works for every person the true. same. Absolutely true. Like one thing can work for everybody, but not the exact same Absolutely. way. And and you have to be able to look at the the the, the whole picture, and then you got to be able to look at the way the picture's changing. Right. The fact that you have such a, a diverse background in athletics, you, you lift the weights, you played sports, yeah, did MMA, as compared to someone who who may have just played golf or tennis. Now, not that golf or tennis isn't challenging, but when it comes to dynamic movements and strength and power diversified through a range of motion, you're going to be more adaptive to training and probably more adaptive to eating a specific way. Yeah. Where the golf player, the tennis player, well, they're not going to be as attuned to it as much because it doesn't appeal to them. I don't want to be muscular. I want to be able to move. I want to be able to be flexible. I want to be able to hit this ball exactly where I want to. Yeah. But yeah. The, the, the principles still apply. Proper nutrition. It might be proper based on the individual. Proper training, speaking of mechanics and movement. And then proper recovery. Because we can have the best training program, the best nutrition, the best supplements. But if we're not recovering from a day-to-day -day basis, not just in the gym, but at home, our day-to-day -day stress levels, managing that as well as sleep, you won't see any results. Well, the yeah, wow. type of results you want to see. Yeah. And I really stress all that. It, it's, it's funny, right? Um, you know, you talk about rest and, and the re recuperation time, which is not something that I'm uh, 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 very good at. But, but I know it's, it's, a, it's a needed thing. What do you say to the guy who's, you know, because you talk about supplements, right? And it's easy to jump on YouTube, mm -hmm. TikTok, whatever, Instagram. It's easy to jump on and go, oh, man, that's a great video. Because the advertisement looked really cool. It looks really, really yeah. cool, man. They'd be like, that's exactly what I need right there. How, how do you walk a person through? It's like, like John, for instance. How do you walk John through, hey, man, this is what you need. Let's try this. Let's, how, what does that look like in the beginnings, and how do you see that going down? So, John, I would ask you, what are your fitness goals? What would you want to accomplish? getting in this, this either the supplement or this training program or nutrition? Uh, mine would probably prioritize nutrition. Well, uh, let me just say it like this. My goal really is to drop about 50 pounds total. Okay, Because I've, I've been overweight for forever, right? 
Uh, hide it fairly well when I'm standing up straight because uh, I'm six foot five. But as I get older, I'm seeing the effects, right. feeling the effects of it on you know joints and all of that. And I just I want to live longer, gotcha. so I'm like, no, I got to get healthy Excellent. first of all. So healthy is really a higher priority. You know, Darren has always lifted, and he's he's has, he's has bulk. I would like to have tone. I'd definitely like to see muscular uh, stuff on my body, but it's really not a priority to me to have any kind of mass. Okay. I'd just rather be. Uh, you know, lose all the excess weight and have a healthy cardiovascular system. So let's create a standard. Um, you said 50 pounds. Is that based on the American standard or is it based on your body fat percentage? Because key word here for me, when I hear you say 50 pounds, I'm thinking maybe I just cut off one of your legs. 50 pounds is established, but is that what you want? Right? Yeah, that makes sense. But how about we look at your body fat percentage? How much lean body mass in relationship to your total body weight? And this has been one of those things with, with people below body fat. They have typically less medical issues, blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, thyroid, heart disease. They have less issues with joint pain, weight bearing uh, in, injuries as far as their lower back, their ankles and knees. And if building muscle, like he's muscular and you want tone, in all honesty, you, you guys do the same thing, just on a different scale, hypertrophy, mm -hmm compared to strength endurance. All athletic foundation is based on strength endurance. Do you play golf or tennis or anything like that? Mm -hmm. yeah. So you'll be able to train the same way he does, but your, your, your parameters of training would be based more on strength training or more strength endurance. So I would look at your body fat percentage first. You're, how much do you weigh now, if you mind me asking? Uh, two, uh, I think 250 right now. So let me give you the stats. For the average man in America, he's between 5'10 and 6'2". He weighs 198.4 pounds at 28.4% body fat. That's the average. Wow. So how, or how far are you off from that average? You're taller, you may have more weight, but your weight's distributed according to your height. Sure. And then body fat percentage-wise, I'm pretty sure you're probably not 28% body fat. Really? 28% yeah. body fat. I is, haven't measured that in a while. Is visibly, you can see somebody who's 28% body fat unless they distribute it really, really well. So okay. I would say first, John, before we talk about losing 50 pounds, let's check your body fat percentage and see what your BMR is. Your it was 50 from my starting. I'm, I'm down about, about 12, 14 okay. now. Okay. So, but still, still, 30, but still you're, I mean, you're point taken. Yeah. Like we're starting from the wrong you know, this is This is really a really good point to make, right? Like I, I love that because, you know, that, that's a good – so somebody says, man, I need to lose 50 pounds. Okay, well, you 6'5", let's cut your leg off. Yeah. Done, done yeah. deal. Yeah. It hadn't fixed anything you're talking about with your heart. It has zero to do with your health. So then it makes you reevaluate what, what am I really asking for, mm -hmm. right? It's, yes. the, it's the same thing you talk about, whether it's money or whatever, just right. what am I really trying to get accomplished? That's a very good point because, you know, hell, again, Mike, you know, we, we, we got all these folks out here who are going, I want to be this, I want to be in shape, I want to be blah, 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 blah. And it's not as easy as YouTube makes it out to be, right? Now, getting started, right, if you haven't done <laughs> – let's be real about this. If you haven't done anything in 10 years, yeah. it's pretty easy for you to get just do something, right? It's called beginner syndrome. That's it. Doing yeah. something is better than doing nothing. Yeah, right. But, but when you get – like John says, he's lost 15 pounds already. Um, okay, now we need to start talking about some specificities. Yes, absolutely. Right? Because once you get past the hurdle of I'm going to do this and you start moving forward, then we need specificities because it can't just be I need to lose 25 pounds. Yep. Where at? Yes. Like, right? Because I, I want to lose some fat, but I don't want to get the pounds off because I don't have any fat in my legs. Right. I don't have any fat in my arms right. per se. Right? I, I definitely want my arms to be so smaller. So jumping is even more important yeah. because you have more muscle on your frame. The worst thing that can happen, John, is he were to lose muscle. 
Hmm. One pound of muscle gain for a man is five pounds of fat loss metabolic exchange. So you lose a pound of muscle, if you don't do anything to, to accrue that muscle from that point on, you're going to put five pounds on in its place. Wow. Muscle is that much more volatile. Wow. You're talking about if, you just, if your status quo diet, if you, exercise, if you, if all you that. you just diet down, most people look at dieting as the way to lose weight. Mm-hmm. But it does nothing to substantiate sparing muscle mass. I have a woman who's 68 years old who's lost probably 23 pounds. She trains three times a week. Now, she didn't lose very much weight in the beginning because the muscle she had lost over the years, she was gaining. Right. And there was an exchange. But right. now she's quit gaining the muscle. We're not doing anything to gain any more muscle. Now we're seeing her body slowly yeah. change. That's really good. Yeah, and that's and for me, that's more important because the things I'm showing her is sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the second word. Specificity, the second most important word, sustainability. That's good right there. Yeah. So I have a friend that did this. Uh, you've seen it, the shake diet, right? Well, I'm going to drink three shakes and eat one meal, and they lose. I, I saw a guy lose, man, it was like 50 pounds, yeah. bro. So he went from 280 to, well, it's probably 285, 290 down. He lost about 48 pounds. And my the same thing, I said, that's really cool, but you can't sustain yeah. drinking those little baby shakes the rest of your days. It's all calorie deficit. So, then, yeah, and then it's this calorie deficit, deficit you know, withdrawal. And they do it for a season. And then guess what happens after he gets off? Rebounds. Boom. Same thing, man. He's back up to the exact same weight because here's the deal. And it doesn't matter whether – listen, folks. It doesn't matter whether it's your money, your family, your marriage, your health and fitness. None of it matters. If it can't be sustained, it's not actionably real. If we're not educating people on being good stewards of what they have, whether it's in finances, family, fitness, or faith. Whatever they gain, they can't manage, they're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. So that's more important is the stewardship. That's probably the third part of this is stewarding them, teaching them how to be able to specifically build their program, have the sustainability, and then steward it so they can hold it for themselves and possibly help influence other people. That's really good. That's really good. Because the stewardship of it, the management of it, is how it – like, like, because there are people that I know – like this brother and this brother grew up in the same house, ate the same foods, played quote unquote the same sports. There's a small age difference, but they look 180 degrees different, right? They both grew up the same kind of food, right? Same parents, exactly same, but they look 180 degrees different because one chose to go a different route that he and he can and he's sustaining that route, and the other one kept the same path, and it just so in order for us to be fitness success if you will it has to be sustained but not just for me for the ones that come behind my kids and my grandkids and all those things man i want to teach them like my girls you see my girls at the gym right right 17 and, and and 20 years old so they're rocking and rolling right so and it's nothing like here's the real deal you you've probably seen this as well i don't have to talk to them about that it's just what we do yeah that's the sustainability of the thing, yes, right? And, and, and I don't eat perfect. I don't eat near as good as Mike eats by any means. Uh, but, but the reality is we're, it's the constant sustainability. Like, we're going to do this. This is just, it's just who we are as people. You're reinforcing the instructions you gave them by living it in front right. of them. Teach a child the way they should go. They want to learn yeah. the way. We're supposed to establish wealth for our children's children. Right. Wealth is things that we are building for the future. Yeah, man. If we don't do it now and steward what we have now, we don't have that ability to do that for them. Yeah. 
100%. If you, if you have a challenge with fitness, find someone who's credible, who cares about people, who loves what they do, yeah. and they're willing to help you. And, um, and just make sure you map out your, your, your goals, put them down on paper, make them tangible. Um, unless you have a, a whiteboard or a dream board, you keep it up in your head, the slightest, the slightest distraction, and you'll forget it. That's true. So make it tangible so you can actually have something to track and follow. I love that. Look, Life Leaders, we're going to keep you in touch with Mike. I appreciate him coming by. We care about your health, right? Because he, here's the saying, right? I'm going to take care of me for you. Will you take care of you for me? Click the link. I need you to sign up. We're going to bring Mike to one of our meetings. We want to see you there. If not, just click the link and, and, and get, get your membership going today so you can catch us on these podcasts. We'll see you soon. Thanks.